we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hey, what's up, guys? Sequoia here. If y'all didn't see our social media posts uh, on Friday, we are taking a hiatus. The length we've talked about is six weeks. That seems like a solid thing to call it. You know, it could be a week on either side of that, but we still exist. There will be new episodes. Uh, the long and short of it is that Willow is a caregiver full-time for her elderly mother, and recently that has become far more than a full-time job for her. You know, it's uh, as anyone who's been a caregiver knows, like, it's a lot in like every way, you know, in terms of actual work, in terms of mental toll, emotional toll. And uh, yeah, she needs she needs a break from thinking about crazy shit for a few weeks. And that's what she's got to do. So that's that's what we're doing. That's what we have to do to, you know, keep making good art, because that's also a ton of work. And yeah, but have no fear. We will return with new episodes in some weeks. Uh, until then, if, if you hear anything new, it's going to be me mumbling at you. That's what that's what we're doing today. It, make no mistake. This is not content. In no way is this content. This is a crazy man mumbling at you in a swamp. That's all this is to satisfy the search algorithm that likes consistency. I have no idea what I'm even going to talk about today. We will see. I'm just going to keep talking. But yeah, that's what we're doing. And the Nonsense Bazaar is a very much a shoestring operation. Like it's just the two of us, uh, the research, the writing, the editing, you know, the design, all that shit. It's just, it's just us, right? Like it's a ton of work. One of the things that allows us to do it is the fact that Willow is a full-time caregiver, uh, but it's been progressively getting a lot and she's burned the fuck out and burnout, no good. Burnout real, no good. So more than anything else, this show works because we give a shit about each other, right? So that's what we're doing. In the meantime, I'm going to be posting some stuff uh, every week. Now we've talked about maybe doing some remasters of older episodes, you know, stuff that just doesn't sound good. I can hopefully make it sound good if I can find the masters, which I recently purged a lot of like a fucking idiot or uh, perhaps doing like some super cuts of topics we've hit a few times. Or just more of these where I mumble at you for a while. Who knows? Time will tell. I'm also going to try to t take a bit of a vacation myself. And uh, yeah, it'll be good. We're going to come back refreshed. I've got some books on the way for a <laughs> for a very cool series when we get back. And we've got some episodes in the pipe um, that we've already recorded that we're just going to wait to give ourselves a buffer on um, at the end of the stretch. So yeah, that is is what it is. Uh, thank you guys for your understanding and patience and all that. Yeah, that's it. We're coming back. She'll be back. I was just over her house earlier today and we were talking about how cool it would be to do a mega series on Napoleon. So like, yeah, don't worry. But, you know, all right, what else? Um, On the social media statement, I, I said I'd be pausing the Patreon, but Jesus Christ, people, like <laughs> the amount of like messages and shit of saying, oh, no, we don't. We'll keep giving you money. We love you. Oh, take all the time. It's just like, yeah, it's so heartwarming. And it's not a big deal. I mean, it's what it like. This is just this is a silly little show, but it really, I don't know. It means a lot. I mean, it's a wicked lot. So thank you so much. Um, so we won't be pausing. But like, if you 
you know, you won't be getting any updates on there for like six weeks. So if you want to unsubscribe, like I will, <laughs> neither of us will hold it the fuck against you. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, uh, thank you for all the kind words, everyone. Like it really means a fucking lot. Um, all right. What else? Now, honestly, a little bit of break from regular episodes is going to be pretty good because there's a bunch of shit that I've wanted to do that I haven't had time for. Like, one of those is, I mean, listen, we we have a weird show. Nonsense Bazaar is, is a weird thing. It is, it's hard to uh, quantify exactly what genre or whatever we uh, we fit in. And one thing I was thinking about is that, like, some of our branding imagery and like aesthetics and stuff don't really you don't know what you're getting into so i'm going to take some time and i don't know re-engineer some of that stuff and try to try to get some deeper market penetration going on and shit like that um i also want to add some content to the website that like catches people up to speed on some of the nonsense bizarre lore like explaining what the fuck a saint germain is you know what i mean shit like that um the the recurring casts of characters heroes and villains alike that that show up and like you know also we've been feeling the need to like step back and reassess my attitude and orientation towards the stories that we're trying to tell um some of the stuff we've we've looked into and started and research and stuff has like has definitely shifted our perspective on what's broadly considered weird you know and yeah doing a weekly show it's kind of hard to actually step back and um process things uh really let them let them turn around the old rock tumbler and stuff and especially if like you know if you followed us for a while it's kind of hard to uh at a certain point with everything we've covered like it's kind of hard to talk about another alien abduction story. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to talk about another conspiracy theory when it like keeps coming back to the same, the same things and shit. So yeah, it'll be nice to just like read some books, get some ideas in the pipes and, uh, you know, kind of chart out where we want to go from here. Cause we want to be doing this for a very long time. Um, it's the, I mean, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Which is sad, but it's also true. And that's fine. Whatever. It's whatever. It's fine. But I've been thinking about some interesting stuff. One of the last episodes we recorded, which we're going to wait to release until after um, until after the hiatus is done to keep the, the couple episode buffer that we have. Because, I mean, that's uh, oh, inside baseball, but that's one of the ways that we keep, uh, that we're able to do this is by keeping a buffer of a, of a few episodes to, um, you know, allow for inconsistencies in scheduling or like when you're doing Andrea Buharic and like two of the episodes get fucked up and you got to re-record both of them. And I never want to think about that piece of shit again. Holy shit. That sucked. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was tough. Um, <laughs> but one of the last episodes we recorded was about Edward Bernays, who is the father of, uh, pub, the father of public relations. He wrote the book Propaganda and, uh, an essay called Engineering Consent. He's the feller who uh, brought Freudian uh, psychoanalysis to advertising, to advertising and propaganda, and kind of came up with the innovation of 
tapping into people's deeper deeper psychology, the stories they tell about themselves, shit like that, um, to, to sell products. I mean, he's literally the reason um, we associate, well, okay, did this trick in, trick, whatever, ask this question in the actual episode, we'll ask it again here. You think of eggs and bacon, right? If I ask you to think of like what meal you would eat eggs and bacon for, you'd probably say breakfast. Yeah. If you did, yeah, Edward Bernays is in your fucking head. Like that was a advertising campaign for, on behalf of a fucking, of a company that had too much goddamn bacon. They just start associating a heavy breakfast or associating eggs and bacon with breakfast. And through research that said Americans only eat a light breakfast. And actually a heavy breakfast is really good for you because you'll lose energy while you sleep and yada, yada. Here's 18,000 scientists that say it's true. All this shit. He was the dude to come up with that. And the reason we eat eggs and bacon. I mean, and there's a whole bunch of other shit too, but well, that's one of the things I was looking into. I was also recently bought a bunch of cybernetics textbooks and shit. And yeah, this is all stuff that, you know, other podcasts have gotten into and shit too, but like everything else in my life, I have to get there through brute force and uh, idiosyncrasy. It's just how it is. Um, but what I was thinking about is like, you know, one of the main topics or whatever that we cover on the Nonsense Bazaar is the idea of mind control, which is a dog shit term. And I'll get there in a second. Mind control is, oh, it's fascinating to me. I mean, because we deal in beliefs. That's kind of our bread and butter is like beliefs and the effect that beliefs have in the real world. And that's an incomplete, uh, that's an incomplete description, but it's one of our main interests. And Mind control shit is uh, real weird. It's it's real weird. I mean, like MK Ultra and associated programs are one of the like real documented ass things that you know, very real conspiracies, right? And there's the whole thing about the all the shredded sub projects for MK Ultra that Sidney Gottlieb just fucking I think he just literally shredded them. And the speculation of like, well, what's in those? What's in, because I don't know. I kind of think that the whole view of MKUltra as the LSD mind control experiments is in itself a psyop. Because like, I don't know. When you, when you look at that and how fucked up all that was, the LSD, the psychic driving, da, da, da. And then you realize that like half the subprojects were just fucking shredded and we have no idea. You tend to think that those destroyed subprojects are probably like even crazier. They're probably even crazier and flashier than the LSD, the mind control, the yada yada. Um, I sort of suspect that's not the case. I think the shredded subprojects were probably the ones that worked. That is to say, it probably looked a lot more like Edward Bernays bullshit than it did the LSD stuff, right? Because if you think about like, you think about eggs and bacon as a breakfast food. Edward Bernays did that. Like in the fucking 1920s, that dude did that to you. Still, that's mind control or rather a better term is behavioral modification, right? At a large scale. And the thing is, when you talk about all this shit, on a one-to-one scale, you got to be a real fucking skilled psychopath to manipulate someone so totally on a one-to-one scale. Um, but when you get up to a bigger scale and you get up to the societal level and shit, 
uh, mind control starts looking more like averages and tends to in that like you're trying to modify the behavior of a group of people. It doesn't necessarily matter what individuals do, but it matters what the what society at large does, what groups of people do and shit. And you can be uh, the instrument can be a lot more dull than it needs to be if you're trying to, you know, Darren Brown, some poor motherfucker. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, as a corollary to that, I've been thinking about a lot about the um, weaponization potential of language and storytelling and shit like that. Uh, you know, this is definitely having to do with, like, the Cicada 3301 stuff and the idea of, like, what how far out can you and not just Cicada 3301 but like alternate reality games and shit like that how far can you really push the uh, definition of non-lethal weaponry is a big question I've been thinking of especially in the context of viewing uh, you know cyber warfare as warfare and viewing lines of computer code as weapons right by that same if that's true, then, you know, by default, because computer code is just a facsimile of human language, you know, lines of language can be considered weapons, which is, you know, self-evident and obvious. We all know that. Words are weapons, for sure. But have we ever thought about that in the context of actual, like, weapons research? Uh, I I hadn't, or at least, like, hadn't seriously had the, the light bulb, oh, shit moment, Right. So that's an interesting thing. Um, and a lot of, like, I don't know, it's a, a lot of it is kind of recontextualizing a lot of thoughts I've had about the nature of the weird, the nature of, I don't know, magic, <laughs> magical warfare, the nature of conspiracies in general, the nature of fucking power structures in the Western world and all this shit. Um, I'm not becoming a communist, don't worry. It's fine. Like, you have some good points, but... It's fine. Um, some very good points. I will say that my buddy was, he was quite pleased with himself when I fucking said that Marxism was a valuable, valuable lens to view things through. But I still disagree though, because that motherfucker is way too fucking materialist. Like it's literally not all economics. Like it just fucking isn't. There's weird shit in the world that is just inexplainable like 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 inner life subjectivity exists fucking the fucking soul exists shut the fuck up jesus christ um i don't care um anyway <laughs> there's also like it, it, it also gets to the point sometimes whenever you start feeling like you've almost got it all figured out like that's when you know you fucking don't right and when when the uh when the tunnel through your reality tunnel when the reality tunnel you're viewing things through becomes like really narrow and you think you've like got it nailed like that's exactly the time that you need to like step back and like remember that you don't which is kind of where i am right now it's like oh this is i've, I've got to figure it out it's like no i don't okay so let's step back relook at things and also like eh, just drop some of the i don't know some of the i think some of the topics i've been like really curious about need to just kind of go away they're not that fun and I don't think they're going to lead me anywhere, you know, particularly interesting or, uh, um, good, hmm, you know, but there's definitely other stories though. And I just need, kind of need some fucking time to, uh, 
figure out what those are. I'll do more history stuff. Like I do, do want to do a Napoleon series at some point. That Let's talk about Napoleon for a few minutes. <laughs> that motherfucker was insane. Napoleon is one of the craziest fucking people that's ever, ever existed. And like you think of like, you know, an emperor in the 1800s, warred his fucking way across Europe and shit like that. A lot of people died because of him. You think you want to think of that dude as like a pure villain, right? It, nah. Nah, I wasn't. That's a complicated motherfucker. That was a sensitive artist boy, a sensitive writer guy, lovesick, yearning, who ended up doing what every sensitive writer boy, lovesick and yearning, fucking wishes he could do. Just declaring himself emperor, taking taking the crown from the pope and placing it on his own head. Just doing it. Conquering the fucking world. Like that's we if you if you if you disagree with me, you're fucking wrong and you're lying to yourself. That is what every single sensitive writer boy wishes he could do. I tell you it's true, you gotta acknowledge your own dark side. Or maybe I just literally have a Napoleon complex, which is weird since I'm six three. But hey, what are you gonna do? It's small in the stature of my soul, apparently. Another one we're going to be doing soon is um, Om Shinrikyo, which is also fucking crazy. If you don't know about that, it's just the most, it's the craziest, most insane, ridiculous, silly bullshit you've ever heard in your fucking life. And it's going to be amazing if I can find a copy of the book I need, which is proving difficult, selling for like 95 bucks for the paperback. Got to see what to do about that because I'm not paying 95 bucks for a paperback for a like, maybe one day I'll have that kind of fuck you money, but I don't right now, so that's not what we're doing. But that story is also wild, and I it, it, I can't even start going into it right now because it's just so much, but it's batshit insane, and some of the techniques and shit uh, that Shoko Asahara and Om Shinrikyo were using uh, on their followers and shit, like, do definitely, there's definite shades of... MK Ultra, the definite shades of fucking Unit 731, too, which is a, you know, that's another fucking thing. And I've, I haven't really gotten into the theology of Om Shinrikyo uh, after, you know, getting very interested in theosophy and the proliferation of a, essentially a single current of religious magical thought that gets linked to like just about all the weird shit in the world um and i'm i am wondering if there's shades of that within om shinrikyo which i'm sure there will be since it's you know essentially a syncretic uh fucking a syncretic mishmash of fucking uh buddhism and shinto and fucking christianity and all the other fucking cults that happen throughout the 70s like so of course there's going to be links through that but I don't know I'm definitely I, I, I at least wouldn't be surprised to find out that there was intelligence involved in, in Om Shinrikyo um, oh, that's the other thing I've been thinking about and you know this again like a thing that's been talked about on like conspiracy theory podcasts and stuff is the the nature of intelligence essentially and like what, what an intelligence agency means because we, we do this thing where kind of fucking blame everything on CIA, which is, I mean, I love to do it. It's fun. They're a fun fucking scapegoat. 
it's they're one of those things that's either terrifying or fucking hilarious so you better make them hilarious and also like i love the romantic notion of the agent the spook and shit but like in all actuality in reality spooks are bad fucking people like they're literally just the worst of the worst fucking people but when it was just cia at least they were skilled at least they were the best of the worst but you know one of the big questions and problems in the modern world is the rise of private contractors which like accelerated out of fucking control after 9-11 private military contractors private intelligence contractors tons of uh tons of people have have done podcasts and written about all this and stuff like that but the, the thing i've been thinking about it and i forget what episode it was in. i think it was a bonus episode um but I was talking about, yeah, it was it was like one of the most recent bonus episodes. Um, but I was saying again, like why I think Peter Lavenda's Sinister Forces is like required reading for understanding all of this. And then I'll, I'll just kind of get into this right now because it, it does tie tie into this. Um, in, in Sinister Forces, Lavenda essentially argues, among other things, that uh, one of... One of the most important uh, and present forces in what would be called magic is magic and shamanism and, you know, uh, religious practices. The, the the true spooky action on the world is, um, you know, what what the shaman goes through, what the drug-addled maniac goes through, all the shit. It's, it's the transformative power of psychosis uh, is one way to put it. The transformative power of going fucking crazy, as in the literally the transformative power of psychosis through ritual practices or drugs as the uh, quickest and most brutal and damaging way to go through it. Um, entering into that space of, you know, unbound creative potential, uh, the left, you know, the left hand side of the world, uh, the sinister side of the world. And using that that place of madness um, as a transformative agent, and in Sinister Forces, Lavenda argues that MK Ultra was essentially breaking open that Pandora's box upon the world, the the Pandora's box of the psychosis inherent in all of humanity. And I I would I want to take that a step further and look at the uh, the rise of, of private intelligence contractors in light of that, which is to say, you've got a great proud history in this country of PSYOP, psychological operations, as a discipline, like as, as a, you know, discipline in warfare, right? Um, and up until pretty fucking recently... That was confined to the government. I mean, obviously, manipulation tactics and shit have always, you know, anyone can do that. But the research, the testing, the the the, the discipline of it, right? With all its innovations and research and literature, yada, yada, yada. The discipline of PSYOP was confined to the government governments around the world, uh, you know, corporations doing espionage on each other and shit. 
Um, but in the last few decades, uh, private companies, private intelligence contractors, PICs, started being able to do contract work in intelligence for the government. And as a consequence of this, I feel like you can see this sort of democratization or, or that's not the right word. Let's say proliferation of the technology of PSYOP into many more hands, just, not just the government, not just like the intelligence community, which by the fucking way, I fucking hate that term intelligence community makes it sound like there are a bunch of like happy neighbors living on a street with white picket fences and shit. They're not a fucking community. Get the fuck out of here. It's the wrong word. That is the wrong word to use there, sir. Um, anyway, the technology of PSYOP has gone proliferated to all, all these different hands, whether it's fucking, you know, contractors like Tiger Swan or fucking Blackwater, all this shit. It's gotten to the point where like, yeah, you can just, if you got, you got a company, you've got all this decades of research on PSYOP, you can, you can just run PSYOPs like CIA used to do, right? You know, you get like fucking companies like Cambridge Analytica, Behavioral Dynamics, all this shit, literally running PSYOPs. Like that's, they're running a PSYOP on people through fucking Facebook and shit. And they're not the only ones. Like that's just a thing that happens now, right? And I think that like, and when I say I think, I'm I'm a crazy man in the swamp. Like don't fucking take any of this as like, my opinions on everything could change tomorrow. Like just get out of here. (laughs) Um, but I, I think that the proliferation of PSYOP technologies has been is is a uh, primary cause of the apparent cultural descent into incoherence, shall we say? That's a good way to say it, too. Fuck it. Yeah, like, there's all sorts of competing interests that have the same t- access to technologies, weapons, that used to just be confined to fucking agencies like CIA. Yeah. Now they can just fucking do that to people. They can do that to people because the literature's out there and you can do it too. You can go read it too. Uh, and that's, I don't know. That's really interesting to me. And I think that like, it's interesting that how insistent people still are on pinning everything on government agencies. I mean, CIA is the easy target because of history, but like realistically, the most concerning one is well, probably NSA, only just because of how much fucking data they're eating. Um, I mean, CIA is creepy in their own right because it's that human-to-human shit. It's that, like, one-on-one manipulation shit I was talking about earlier. That's really what makes them fucking what they are. Um, but in terms of, like, the actual agencies you should probably worry about if you're worried about that sort of thing, it's probably, like, NSA. But, like, realistically, it's more probably worry more about shit like uh saic corporation science uh applications and international corporation something like that which now split off into two companies saic and lidos which i think lidos does most of the intelligence work i mean they're the ones that took over the remote viewing program from sri and, and uh army intelligence um they're also the primary villains of the the unbelievably true story uh camellio by uh robert guffey which if you we did an episode on that book and if you uh if you haven't read that book i highly recommend it it's fucking wild um dude gets gang stalked by motherfuckers with uh invisibility cloaks and it seems like it's probably fucking real um it's wild 
But like that, you know, also makes me think of like the uh, quote unquote predator looking um, quote unquote Bigfoots and shit at quote unquote Skinwalker Ranch and all that stuff. The uh, invisibility cloak stuff. That is to say, there's all sorts of people, groups and shit out there doing stuff with technologies that are like weird and sort of esoteric and kind of hard to wrap your head around as technologies and as weapons, stories, language, all that shit. Um, And that's just a a really fascinating like line of thinking for me right now. And I want to, I want to go back and kind of look at like the history of espionage and how these techniques and, and shit were developed. Um, I know it was sort of in the, uh, remembering raised around Queen Elizabeth first in, in England, I believe a lot of shit seemed to come out of that period. It's a very important period in the development of, uh, lots of stuff we deal with every single day. It seems like, um, uh, another thing Willow and I were talking about is like when, when she decided that she needed a fucking break, uh, it's like, how the fuck she's dealing with all this just insanely stressful bullshit. Just, it's really just like, I am so uh, glad I'm not her. Honestly, (laughs) it's good to be me. I just get to drink my drink and yell at you people for a while. It's great. But just like, you know, how you're dealing with all this, how the fuck are you supposed to give a single shit about UFOs? Right. It's like, I can't. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, it's kind of hard for me to give a single shit about UFOs, but they're kind of in the news a bit, I guess. I don't know. I haven't been fucking paying attention. I just like, it's, it's really hard for me to care about UFOs. I don't know why. It's just, it's not, it's nothing against them, but it just seems mm, not that important. No matter how you slice, no matter how you slice it, like, but the the thing is, it is weird. And I know, like, the, the people that have been, you know, involved in this shit for much longer than I have. Um, yeah, you keep saying it's the same thing over and over again, the quote-unquote disclosure shit. It's like, yeah. But, like, also that's kind of weird. That it's the same thing over and over again with the same people and shit. It's not like, it doesn't seem like that great a grift. If it was a grift, right? It's It doesn't seem, it's not that... There's better grifts out there. Even just your standard cult grift is a better grift. Probably more profitable and shit. Um, I haven't looked too much into like the, the fucking latest whistleblower Grosh or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, I started like listening to some podcasts and like my eyes kind of glaze, glaze over and shit because like, I don't know, listen, like someone that was ne- like not a UFO buff got into the weird side of things through being interested in like the spirituality shit, um, comparative religion, uh, mythology, magic, shit like that. It, it was wild when I realized like, oh, you definitely end up at UFOs here from, from this direction. Right. And it seems sort of like, I don't know. I just take it for granted at this point that, you know, the saga of magic in the development of the modern world is inextricably tied to UFOs. I mean, just even from the ridiculous the- uh, theosophy connections in the 
mid 20th century with like the earliest flying saucer reports and contactees and all this shit like it's it's been tied to magic the whole way even if you know you, you go into like the jock valet shit and the the um you know tying it to fairy lore and stuff like well that's been tied to magic as well since like the, the whole fucking time and when it gets into this like crash retrieval programs all this shit like it just seems like like nah bro I didn't, it's not but i mean i could be full of shit right like i don't know what the hell i'm talking about it seems like i guess that would be the weirdest of all things right like if if it was this you know magical or consciousness based or whatever or psychic fucking bullshit and something crashed like that would be the weirdest thing i don't necessarily know how to square that with even like like thinking about it or whatever but it seems like it's it's this fucking i mean i guess they had like been very careful to say non-human intelligence not uh extraterrestrial but i don't know it's just whenever it gets into this like territory where it's like easily if the story ends up being like easy enough for it to be understood by a fucking primetime television audience like i just don't believe it i don't think it's that understandable i think it's weirder than that i think it's also more subjective than that and i'm not sure what that means like in in that like i think it's more subjective than that but i also don't think it's individual people's sort of fucking you know personal hallucinations or misidentification of fucking weird bullshit or whatever no like i think there's there's a there's a thing there 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 is some genuine not just some but there's a lot of genuine strangeness there but it's hard for me to square that with a story that it's possible to brief fucking senators on i mean it, maybe that just betrays the lack of fucking faith i have in anyone who's a senator Right. Or like any sort of government official whatsoever. Like, I don't think they're necessarily equipped for that. I think you probably uh, need to be uh, a, a little more uh, damaged, like emotionally and psychically than than they are to really grasp it. I don't know why I feel that way, but I do. Um, I don't know what that says about me. And I'm not trying to imply anything about you, but that's what it is. Here's there's a see, this is this is what my my friends uh see for me is that it's literally incapable I, i'm literally incapable of ever shutting the fuck up like i'm barely halfway through my drink so the other thing i was thinking about i'm like someone get at me and help me understand this mothman let's talk about the mothman for a minute okay Mothman is one of the weirdest of all the paranormal fucking paranormal lore and shit. Happened at an interesting time. 1968, I believe. 67, 68. I think it was 68. Some town in fucking West Virginia. Which there's people still around that say, oh yeah, weird shit happened. Right? It's pretty well documented that some weird fucking shit happened. Also, I mean, yeah. Like, it's John Keel and Gray Barker. But, like, those are some people documenting it, man. I don't know. Like, there's people around that say weird shit happened. Um, but what's really interesting is that, like, not only did a bunch of fucking weird shit happen over an extended period of time, 
But then a bridge collapsed, right? And without assigning causality there, because I don't necessarily think you need to for this to be super strange. Haven't revealed what I think is super strange about it yet either. Um, let's say you're, let's say you're an intelligence agency at the height of the Cold War, right? And there's all these reports from fucking Middle America, uh, West Virginia, in fact, about some real weird bullshit happening. Real weird bullshit. Fucking some some goddamn thing with wings and glowing red eyes, UFOs coming down, uh, all these people acting all crazy. Weird dudes that talk all funny, dressed in suits that don't make sense and they act weird like they're not from here and stuff. And they're asking all these questions and shit about people. You're telling me all this weird stuff. I'm, I'm an intelligence agency right now. You're, you're telling me all this weird stuff happened. And then a fucking bridge collapsed on Christmas Eve and killed like 40 people. I, it sounds like some communist terrorist plot, right? Like it, if I was an intelligence agency at the height of the Cold War and I looked at all that and I didn't have anything to do with it, I'd probably investigate it. I'd probably say something about it because I'd be afraid that the communists blew up a bridge hmm? or sabotaged it or whatever. And as far as I can tell, no... Like that, the fact that 42, I think 42 people died in that bridge collapse right after all this weird shit. If, if the fucking government ever had anything to say about weird events, UFO shit like that, that to me seems like the one they would say something about considering a bunch of fucking people died. And there's reports of dudes that talk funny walking around asking questions. I kind of feel like, like they'd say something about that. Like there'd be something. As far as I can tell, there's not. And I might be wrong. Please let, let me know if there is. But I'm fucking starting to wonder. I mean, you know what I'm starting to wonder. What was Mothman one of those shredded fucking MK Ultra documents? Right? Like, I don't know, dog. I mean, there's definitely weird shit around it that can't be totally explained. It's just, there's, there's a weird disconnect between how very real the Mothman shit seems to be and the fucking silence on it when there's not necessarily sign, uh, silence on other things in that same uh, vein and from that same time period. Also, it was also at the height of fucking MKUltra as well, by the way. I don't know. That it it bothers me and it's been bothering me for a bit. Um, I need to look more into it. That's something we're gonna do, Mothman, uh, at some point in the next year. I think. I think we have to. Uh, I want to. I want to get to the bottom of that. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, this UF, new UFO disclosure stuff is like, I don't know, man. I like. I feel like they're talking. There's the talking about some fucking UFO that's too big to move so they had to build a fucking building around it somewhere and like people are like looking on Google Maps for the fucking oh this looks like a weird but this is this building's a circle I bet there's a UFO in there like what are you out of your fucking minds what are you doing what literally what are you people doing that's ridiculous that's a ridiculous thing to be spending your time on it's not an efficient way to search either there's 
narrow that shit down, dog. Come on. I don't know. It's maybe I just will be really upset if it's some X-Files ass explanation. I don't know. Maybe I just want it to be weirder. I don't know. I'm going to be so fucking pissed if it's aliens, though, like actual space aliens from another. It's not, though. It's not. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. That is simply fucking absurd. We'd see them coming. We just would. Telescopes are a thing. People are looking at the skies all day. You can't. Yeah, it is. Turns out it is possible to keep something secret. Not like that, though. I think it's the cephalopods. If it's flesh and if it's a flesh and blood ass fucking creature, it's some highly evolved fucking cephalopod down the ocean floor, like deep, 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 like deeper than that fucking stupid submarine uh, even dreamed of getting before it just got fucking owned. Um, like that. If it's a flesh and blood creature, it's 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 cephal like the octopuses and shit we see. That's like. There's like the um, <laughs> the macaws to uh, to humans or something, or like the the I don't know. Pick your favorite little shit monkey. Uh, there's the human version of the octopus analog of that deep deep down there, and they're I don't know. They're building shit with their minds and sending it at us. I don't know. That actually would not surprise me at all if there was just like a cephalopod civilization down there. Looking all like mind flayers and shit. It'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of down. Well. Uh, there's also all that shit. Hmm. I don't know. There's just so much fucking nonsense about the UFO stuff. About fucking black pyramids under fucking Alaska and shit. That's like, it's not, I don't, I don't know if it's true or real, but it's like, it, how, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it fucking is, but that there's such a small distance between talking about a giant black pyramid under fucking Alaska to like congressional hearings, like there, there's a small difference or an, a, a small distance between people talking about the black fucking pyramids and the people talking to Congress. That's odd to me. I know it's all been heard before and it's all been said. It's, yeah. It's even weirder that it's still here, I think. Not, to, I don't necessarily believe any of it. In fact, I believe it's probably a smokescreen because it's too prosaic. Um, two X-Files and shit. I don't know. But it's odd. It's odd. And that's that cultural slide into incoherence, you know, I was talking about earlier. That, yeah, I guess if you don't take it too serious, it's definitely entertaining. It's it's definitely entertaining. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I think that's all I got in me. Uh, I think, I don't know, next week I might... Um, I'm going to do something... Either release uh, one of the Corkboard Bazaar bonus episodes, or um, let me see if I can remaster some of the older series. Uh, and maybe like I might try my hand at making maybe some super cuts of like I don't want to call it a best of or like clip shows because I don't I'm not there yet. Uh, but something um, because I mean really the thing is that. Uh, you know, the, the search engine algorithms, their favorite thing in the world is consistency and regularity. And, uh, so I'm just going to make sure that like, I keep getting, you know, a thing up at the same time 
every week because like i mean we're again we're a very niche show so we got to take every like search engine algorithm advantage we got and uh and that's one but also i'm not going to work too hard on it because i would also like to uh enjoy my summer that would be cool i think i would like that i think i'm going to try to enjoy it as much as it goes my against my uh natural inclinations you know what i'm going to enjoy it i that's a that's a statement of of will and surety i'm going to enjoy my summer all right guys well thank you all so much for your support thank you all for uh all your words of kind words you know expressions of solidarity means a hell of a lot to us uh means a real a real lot to willow we will be back and um yeah i'll Catch you on the flip side. Peace.